Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Best in the World Podcast with Richard Parr. Hello and welcome to The Best in the World with Richard Parr. Every single Thursday I speak to a world champion, an Olympic champion, a world record holder or a world number one to find out what they do differently from the rest of us to be the very best. We get actionable insight and tools from these sporting champions. And these are things that we can use in our own sporting endeavours or in our everyday life, such as what we do in our job or in our business or even raising our families. It's all in this incredible podcast. We've spoken to over 100 champions and this week we're speaking to another Winter Olympic champion because they are going on right now in Pyeongchang. It's been a week already of the Games in South Korea. If you'd like to discuss what you've enjoyed the most so far at the Games, join in the discussion on our Facebook group. It's called Best in the World. I'll put a link to it on this show notes page to this podcast where you can further the conversation. And we like to talk about a variety of things beyond the Olympics. We like to talk about the topics that we cover here, things such as mindset, training, nutrition, morning routine and we like to have a discussion about it and we like to lead other people to different sources and different uh, podcasts and writing and, and information all around this topic so please join in the Facebook group Best in the World with Richard Parr. Now this podcast comes out on a Thursday and on the 16th of February so that's tomorrow or it's in the past if you're listening to this after that but it is the women's snowboard cross final at the Winter Olympics of 2018 and so it is a perfect time for me to put out this interview with the 2006 champion Tanya Frieden. Tanya is a fantastic guest and I mentioned actionable tools and Tanya is brilliant on a specific tool that I'd never heard of before. Certainly not the phrase given to it, certainly not the name of it. Some of the uh, the way that it's done I've come across but not kind of producted it as this one name called Logosynthesis. So Tanya explains exactly what that is all about. It's all to do with removing blockages. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you any more than that. You're going to have to listen to find out what exactly that means. But Tanya explains all of that because she is now a performance coach for sports people and also for business people, having now retired from snowboarding. 
where she was the snowboard cross champion from the 2006 Torino Olympics. And we cover a lot of things, as well as logosynthesis. She briefly talks about another tool called EFT. She talks about her life after sports. She also talks about her journey to becoming the champion in 2006. And then also what she changed leading into the next campaign for 2010. And then also the heartbreak of getting a big injury before those games in Vancouver, in particular her Achilles, so she was unable to compete. So it's a really good interview with Tanya. And she also just goes through that 2006 final, which... I'll try and put a, a YouTube link to it because it's it's pretty amazing. She is in second place behind Lindsay Jacobellis, who then falls on the penultimate jump. And I'll I'll let Tanya pick up the story there because it's amazing to get her insight on what happened in that final. So come on then, let's get to it. Let's get straight into it with the Olympic snowboard cross champion from the 2006 Games, Tanya Frieden. <laughs> The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Tanya Frieda, welcome to The Best in the World with Richard Parr, an Olympic champion in snowboarding, snowboard cross from 2006. It's so great to speak to you on this program. I've heard you've had a pretty early start today. Yeah. Hi, Richard. Thanks to have me at your special podcast yeah i had an early start i was starting my day at 5 30 for the first meeting yeah i'm i have lots of projects in my head i'm a mom uh since two years so i'm working i have three days to work but at least 100 percent to cover so if you make the math you're going to figure out that you have to start the day early <laughs> plus i i like to do a few different things uh, but that means also you need to start early in the day what is your typical morning routine like, Tanya? Well, something that's really a routine. I, I actually, I don't like to get up that early. If I can <laughs> choose, I really love to start getting up at seven and start working at eight. That will be the perfect match. And I have a um, porridge every single morning um, because porridge gives me the right power to go through the day. And I had that, I started that kind of when we did like, trainings on glaciers in Zermatt or Sassfest, Switzerland, because then it's so cold and you need to have the power through the day and porridge gives me that. Um, and it's simple to make. It just pour hot water over the porridge thing and they, off you go. Mm, I like I'm putting a bit of uh, almond milk personally. Yeah, actually, <laughs> if I have so. Well, there are a few varieties. I love to put fruits in there and mm. almond. No, almond, uh, yeah, almond milk or some cream, almond cream. That's even better. <laughs> so you, you say work. Obviously, you're most famous for um, being an Olympic champion in snowboarding. So what have you been up to since you retired from the sport? Well, I have uh, in general seen I have two hats, if you want to call it mm -hmm. so. I'm working as um, so I'm independent, and I'm working as a coach for personal develop personal development for either sports people or business. So that's one thing, and the other part I'm. Um, president of uh, associations called um which works for gosnow.ch works bring the kids back on snow there i'm president at 30 percent, but mainly i'm um, i have my own business since 10 years now mm -hmm. 
Mm, fantastic. And uh, I was looking at your, your website before our interview and uh, you mentioned your coaching there. And I know one of the things that you do is, is mental training and you, you've got various different methods um, that you mentioned uh, on your website, such as healthy language, removing blockages, visualization, relaxation, posture expression and achieving an optimum state of performance flow. And we've kind of covered most of those at some point throughout um, the hundreds or so episodes we've done on the best in the world with Rich Park, but I'd never heard of removing blockages, uh, logo synthesis, and, and EFT. Can you tell us a bit about that, please? There are two different uh, methods, and logo synthesis. Personally, um, I did all the performances or uh, the studies about that. I used it personally in 2005, one year before the Olympics. Yeah. I met first time that method, which can really, in uh, basically, it's it's Einstein. Is is he known in uh, in your country as well? The scientific Albert uh, Einstein. Albert Einstein. Yes. He equals MC squared. On, <laughs> exactly. It's uh, it's based on his knowledge, though. It's either energy is either blocked somewhere or it's free, and logosynthesis is among others, as you mentioned as well, a tool to take away the blockages you have beliefs there are so many beliefs we have in life that's holding us back and i learned or if you had a bad experience which has happened often either you had a failure or an injury in you had a, a fall or uh, you you had um, an operation or whatever you had bad feelings in your body or or, or pictures you have you kind of have to remove that and Logosynthesis is basically a tool that uses energy that is blocked and transfer, transforming, uh, neutralizing that blocked energy and bringing it into your body again so you can use it for further missions or goals you have. That means logosynthesis is two words. Logo is, is, um, means the word and synthesis means bringing together. So by the method of using three sentences, actually, you can um, free beliefs blockages or whatever and bring them back into your system that sounds quite complicated is but in fact super easy and um efficient and i love to have efficient tools because in sports i had a failure one day and i had to be ready the next day and this tool i met first time one year before the olympics and now i went on and since then i did master degree in that so i'm using it for clients whether it's in sport or it's in business it's just an easy way um of taking blockages or beliefs in away from you i had for to give you an example i had a a uh, woman, she was high up in, in her business, but she, she her self-confidence wasn't really that big, not accurate to what her level in the business was. And so her belief was all the time a little bit, I'm, I'm not good enough. And even though all the environment told her it's not that like that, or even her career doesn't seem to be good enough, uh, or versus her belief, I'm not good enough. But So this belief, whenever it's stuck in there, and even though people tell you from outside, not like that, it's in you. And I, I um, often talk about that's your gut feeling, and 
uh, either, the whole life tells you other stuff, this feeling is stuck in you. And logosynthesis is basically a tool that can remove or neutralize, I'm rather talking about neutralizing this belief. And so when this belief is away, you have more agility to think other ways. Yeah, I may be capable to do this. So the way to, to step forwards, to overcome that hurdle that keeps you back, this, this tool is just amazing. And it's so efficient. You can kind of erase or neutralize beliefs that you have in life that are holding you back. Or you can let go of these beliefs in a very short time. You said three sentences there. Are they specific sentences or are they ones which are appropriate per person? No, they're 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 always the same sentences. Um, but you need to find the trigger. One sentence, I hope I can bring it back in, in English right away. It's like I take all my energy that I they're connected to disbelieve, and then you say you believe, whether it's um, I'm not good enough or whatever it is on the right space in back in myself and this sounds ridiculous doesn't it but if it works that's no it. it's it's I, it's, it's, it's one sentence of threes and it's i we could you go through a thing here by by thinking if if you would think about a person that takes energy away you know i i, I love to talk about energy eaters because mm. we we meet them day by day it can be like a, a person that is close to you that kind of said something wrong or we have the, all these energy eaters all day long and so these three believe this three sentences there well the, it's really <laughs> scientific proof it's nothing like hocus pocus or how do would you say um, and many people all over the world are working with that system and it's just by far something in my 15 years of career that i used um, and it really helped to 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 let go of things that are un, unnecessary for you. So there are three, three sentences. And the, and the, 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 the most important thing is to find the right trigger. Whether it's a belief, it's a picture, it's kind of a movie you have in your mind. Maybe you have met people or even you have self saying like, oh, I always keep thinking about that picture in my head. Mm. Have, you, have you met that situation in your life? Uh, I, I haven't specifically used it, but I've I've got particular moments which kind of inspire yeah. me. If that if that's where we're going, Not inspire or if you take the opposite, like if you if you saw uh, if you have um, an accident, me for example, I had the accident. Then you, some people have stuck uh, the picture of the impact are stuck in their mind. You know, you oh, I always keep on thinking on that. And this is also something that can hold, talking about sports now, that can hold you back of going off the next huge jump that can be 60 meters because it, this picture that is still stuck in your mind can remind you of, of the day where you had the accident and it can hold you back to let the last 10% to perform well. Mm. You know what I mean? And this is also a picture you can neutralize by using logosynthesis. And it sounds easy to find the right trigger. That's the hard part. But then when you found that with the three senses, it's pretty easy. Mm. I want to get on to EFT in, in just a moment. But you mentioned there that you started this in 2005. Can you just yeah. talk a little bit about that experience of, of what you were doing wrong and what you then did right and, and the results that it showed around then? Yeah, if you, four years before the Olympics already, I was um, 
uh, border cross was first time in the Olympics and that meant a lot to us, all of the athletes that wanted to go there. So, and then, then we were talking, me and my coach that back, back then were talking about, okay, what, what would the goal be? And for me, it was kind of clear. I was, I was dreaming about winning. Well, I was focusing about winning a medal. I was dreaming about gold, but telling saying it with my own words okay i i i will be olympic champion in 2006 when i said this sentence this took me quite a while to be able to say that sentence and believing it just saying and having all these thoughts oh why me ah oh, there are tons of others you know this these doubts you have if you think about big goals and you know each of the, all the athletes will will fulfill that as well so all these doubts I had to conquer those ones because they were holding me back and and so I had also doubt of why exactly me and there are some others that are good as well um so this this kind of doubt thing maybe it's a typically female uh, situation but I think all the other guys have it too but they maybe not show it that much I think it's for everyone really <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. we all have doubt <laughs> yeah exactly and these doubts these are the ones you can conquer with logosynthesis then bring you have to to don't tell I always tell people don't tell doubts to your to your people your, your peers that want to achieve the same thing but um maybe to to the people you work with in my in my world that was my family my coach and I, I had these doubts and then you put out these doubts and you can neutralize it uh, by the fact it was really like when I was thinking about being Goldman's at the Olympics it was like I was starting sweating or having this bit heartbeat or doubts in my head like a bee house and stuff like that and these are all kinds of things that you know bee house in in the head or maybe mm, a hard time to swallow or sweating on the arms. These are all signs that you know there's a there is a blockages or or this doubt feeling, and this you can conquer by by neutralizing it. At the end, you can say the sentence "I'm Olympic gold medal," and you start feeling, you start feeling the pride, the the situation, how it would be if this is going to happen, and there you can build up a feeling that it's already there, having the win already imagined that you. Every day, life, you feel that how it's how it will be, and this is a huge trigger to to really fulfill, mm. uh, accomplish goals. Mm, fantastic, and uh, we'll, we'll cover um, all about your, the moment you accomplish your goal of becoming Olympic champion in just a moment. Just wanted to get you just to explain what EFT is for us and and how that works as well, please. Yeah, with EFT, I work less now. This is kind of also, I was always looking for some tools that would, because in sports, you have failure one day and you have to go up to the start the next day. So I needed some tools that are super efficient and I tools that I can use myself because I didn't bring all the way the coaches and the mental coaches all the way to wherever I was in life and uh, in sports. And and I always, I personally, I'm con I'm convinced that all the the best coaches in the world are in within you so it's just a matter of what kind of tool can i use and um uh, eft is one like used by tapping you you can we have some points in your body like the kineo kineo oh, what's that in english you put needles acupuncture they're oh, yeah. also using those 
points. But you can use those points also in situations of fear, of doubt, of of panic or whatever. So I, I also used that tool to, uh, at the moment of a start, or if you feel like, oh, my self-confidence is low, that I, you use that tool by tapping. It's In fact, it works also on Albert Einstein's situation. Blo energy is either blocked somewhere or it's free. And this is all about that. So EFT is just another tool to help you to liberate the energy for whatever your vision, mission, whatever you want to call it in life, or your goal you want to have. So uh, EFT is by tapping some points mainly in your face or on your arms and your hands. But I realized that that tool is way more complicated to use um, than compared to logosynthesis. I used it also, but for myself, but with other clients now or with sport people or uh, people from business, logosynthesis is way easier because um, you can talk about things and I just can say, are you ready for an experience? And then you go with the three sentence and they don't even know what's, uh, yeah, what it is it for sometimes. Some people, I explain it before, or you, you can you can get a book how where it's described what it does and then you're off and you can, the people, they can use, learn to use that tool in one and a half day for themselves. And that, I think it's just wonderful. Fantastic. That's absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much yeah. for that. That's, <laughs> I'm definitely going to look up a little bit more about logosynthesis. Myself. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of unreal. I, I just, today I had a client this morning and it was like, I can't be, I feel much lighter. I, it feels like I can breathe more, but this, this can't be, this problem can't be gone by now. I said, you know, like a lot of senses works like a, like a salami, you know, salami, you don't eat the whole salami once, but you slice it up in slices and slice by slice, the slice you have cut down is gone. And this is just, sometimes it's unreal to understand how fast things can go away. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a bit like everything, isn't it? You have to take everything step by step. Exactly. And, and then hopefully you'll get there. And, Very true. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and you got your big goal in the end of becoming an Olympic champion. But how did you first get started in snowboarding? And where did this interest come from? Um, I'm as a person, I'm kind of rebel. You say rebel as well in English, yep. actually. I'm, I'm always... You know, in the beginning of snowboarding, because when I started, it was, it was kind of a new thing in Europe as well. And I like to try out. I'm still a very, very curious person. And I love to go new ways and ways that are maybe a bit strange, like logosynthesis as well, <laughs> even though in scientific proof. But, um, you know, so I, I came from athletics, actually. So I had a... Well, uh, my physics were, were in a good state and then snowboarding came up. I was passionate skier before and I just loved the way the playful part of snowboarding to go on the board. And then we found I found some friends and there were this Richo Cup, like um, small competitions. And we went there because we could win gear, whether back then I didn't have the possibility to buy new stuff. So we rather went and had a good competition and took the wins, a new board and new goggles or stuff like that. That was actually the way I, or the reason why we started in our community, which is as well known. Willie Kestenholz, he's a, he's a neighbor of me. He's um, also ex gay medalist and also an Olympic champion. He got third in Nagano and stuff like that. So we, we kind of used our community to have fun, to push each other to higher limits. And that's how it started. And, 
soon enough I had I, I realized like oh I, I would like, love to see how far I can go with the sport and in one way also having to helping to develop the sport because development is in my nature that I love to bring something further and so I saw myself then I also was studying in the same time to become a teacher but soon as the in 97 I was um I was fi- I finished the studies for for being a teacher in the same year I got the license for the World Cup so for me I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me In a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It was clear as the sun that I wanted to start in the World Cup and there I went on to to fulfill those hurdles or become better and better and I had in total before the Olympics like 29 podiums or something and which are unknown because half of my career I started for Norway <laughs> and so in Switzerland other countries or if you put my name in Wikipedia it's not even right what's there yeah so so there the fascinating thing is was for me to to just go on how it was because like I said before the sport wasn't Olympic before and but still I had my mini goals in between whether it was a World Cup then it was X Games which was as far before Olympics were happening that was the biggest goal to get some medals for from X Games you know in a, they were always held in Aspen I guess they still are now so, and yeah, that was my drive to become better and better. And as, as you said, step by step, not having this big, I never was a person that was like, I'm dreaming about being Olympic champion. I never was this person. I just went step by step. Mm. What were you going to teach? Was there a specific subject? No, I had the general license, <laughs> license, let's call it like this in Switzerland. And I was teaching, that was my way to sponsor my my career in snowboarding because I was teaching no matter what kind of job I found as being a teacher I took it to generate in summer month uh, money to go and snowboard during autumn and winter so so well my passion there is as well I always love to bring key 
kids further on on their personal life. I never was focused so much on on the subject, whether it's math or French or German or whatever. I my my passion was really to help to form or help to to liberate or bring kids in their mindset. Hey. Just go and do whatever your passion is. Find the real passion and go for it. And even if I find kids on the street, sometimes they come, ah, oh, yeah, you were my PT teacher back then. And yeah, I remember this and that. And it's never about the subject, but it's always like, yeah, you gave me such interesting, you were such a, you said it earlier, um, inspiration. And this is for me the biggest, biggest money, let's say, or the biggest payback I can get. If, if I can help to inspire people, this is really my passion. The Best in the World Podcast with Richard Parr. We'll be back with Tanya in just a moment. But I mentioned earlier about trying to build a community on the Best in the World group page on Facebook. Another place we're trying to do that also is on Patreon. Patreon is a crowdfunding platform and it's one of the ways we're looking to get income to continue to produce this podcast. As you can guess, it it takes a lot of time to do getting all of these great guests, interviewing them, doing the show notes, editing the piece, publishing it. It takes a lot of work and and frankly, we need a, a bit more money to keep this going. And if you can do so, if you can help us out, please head to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash best in the world. And as I mentioned there, it is a social place. So I will give extra information. We will have discussions about what's going on on the show all on that Patreon page. So go and check it out, patreon.com forward slash best in the world. Even if you can just afford $5 a month, it really would help go quite a long way for us here to, to do this podcast and you get benefits for it as well and, and they're all explained on that Patreon page. Uh, the more you obviously contribute, the more you get out of it as well. Uh, so if you can do that, I'd be mightily, mightily grateful. And let's return to the conversation with the Olympic snowboard champion, Tanya Frieden. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. I'm glad that we can uh, correct your Wikipedia now and and we can get straight to the... (laughs) The, the heart of the source here um because you're swiss and, and, and i know your your mother's norwegian so did you did you say you you represented norway and and switzerland is that right yeah the first eight year of my career i guess eight years something i started for norway i was with terry hawkins and all those cool guys i was in their gang and i'm still i know i still i know starting under the norwegian flag um, and then I switched over because of the media and uh, the communication. It was easier in Switzerland um, because I, I lived most of my time in Switzerland. So, But I yeah, had this both opportunities and I never started on, for both flag in the same time. A European vice champion, I got under Norwegian flag. Mm. Yeah. And you speak Norwegian, German, French and English. Is that right? Yeah, Swedish and Swedish, but no, Swedish and Norwegian are almost the same. And I understand a bit of a Spanish thing I do, and Italian, if I have to, I just talk in infinitive, but I can go along if I go and travel because I love to talk to people. 
And we love listening to you as as we're doing here here on the podcast. So let's talk about Torino. Let's talk about Turin 2006. I, I watched back the race today. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us about that day and, and what was going through your mind during the race, please, Tanya. Yeah, well, I have to, to go a bit further back before the day because sure. the fact was like I... I did everything back then. I was together with Seth Westcott. Maybe you've heard the name because he won the Olympics one day before me and we were a couple back then. And we always had this goal in our mind too. He was one day, he came up with me uh, to me and said like, Tanya, why are we not going, going to win together Torino? And I'm like, are you crazy? But he has this, you know, the Americans, they have this rock um, rock star gene way more than we Swiss people have. <laughs> so... So I was like, at one point, I was like, yeah, that would be cool. Anyway, so he won the day before me, which was amazing. And But the night before my race, I didn't sleep not one single minute. I was so stressed anyway because the pre-Olympics and all what's happening around for the preparation. And, and then I, I anyway had sleeping problems before. Uh, and so I didn't sleep one minute. I got up in the morning. I said to my um, coach, I said, hey, I didn't sleep one minute, but don't you tell that to anybody. I don't want to have their advantage in, in my way. Um, or And yeah, I went up to the start and somehow um, my coach, um, he used to be a um, Burton team coach back in the old days. And he said, Tanya, I have a good feeling you're going to get your medal, <laughs> but don't. It's not important how you are going to make it. And by that second, he gave me that look and I was like, are you kidding me? You can say that so easy. I have this whole job in front of me and it's so stressful. But I somehow could feel it as well. I had this feeling like this is my day. And this feeling I just had three times in my whole career, this feeling of you have to head down, go through it, do your job as good as it gets. And but everything is on your side. And so I went to the start and did the qualification run. I ended up fourth with the fourth best qualification time. Um, and then in, in the heat, back in the heat, I could just could feel I was I felt like a tiger. I knew like I'm, I'm going to do everything what it takes to get one of these medals. I was really like going for the medals. And like I said earlier, I, I did a lot of mental training to get the gold medal. I was dreaming about it. I was talking to myself every single day about that but but at the end everything needs to come together as unless as if you've seen my the border cross it was like this whoa how could that happen how could she fall in front Lindsay Chacobellis which is an amazing athlete and I have lots of respect of her for technical side she's she is still is amazing and I hope she's going to go for the medal this year. And she was much younger. I had maybe less experience. And I had this failure of losing the focus in the very last jump. I had this experience before. And I also knew that Lindsay Chocobellis is known as a person that takes out, takes herself out of a race by losing focus. I never really got why she wasn't working on that. But this is not my problem. But in <laughs> fact, I... I went went to the start and then we were I had to go through, through two heats and when it came to the last heat I was really like so now we are four and we were really the numbers out of the out of the first rounds number one till four so the four fastest lady of the day were in the final heat and that alone was pretty amazing 
And I knew like there are three medals and I'm going to fight for it. And I really felt like an unleashed tiger. <laughs> and, and then I went off and I just knew uh, I was taking speed on and Lindsay Chocobellis was in first. I was in second place. And, and then I knew I, I wanted to overtake her. And if you see back the race, focus on, I think, turn number four, because that's where I touch. We have a board touching, which is accelerating her and stopping me. I saw that, yeah. And lots of people that don't know border cross, they don't haven't seen that. They were just amazed already by the, oh, they're riding four by four. You know, it's, it's <laughs> just wasn't enough entertaining. And if you see that very moment, I knew like, Tanya, now you have to go as high as possible because everybody's going to try to overtake you because highest line is always fastest. And that was actually the point where Lindsay got so much acceleration and I got speed down. And then I did the high high, which ended up that some others went into the fence and I did everything in one card. And when actually I came over the second last jump where, where Lindsay did the mistake, I wasn't focused on that. Everybody think like, oh, what went through your mind? And no, I wasn't because that I knew I'm not at the end yet. And exactly the same thing of losing focus can happen to me so how somehow you register what's happening around you that's anyway what border cross is all about you register register stuff stuff but then you have to focus again until you're at the end and for me it was just coming over the last jump there were, were 10 meters before the end i realized okay that's it and if i could have signed before for the silver medal i would have probably have done that anyway and but then I also learned in my career that it's never finished before it's finished. And yeah, when actually I came through the finish area, it was just I mean, I was jumping in the finish area. My whole body was just one thing, a um, bundle of joy and luck, you know, so I couldn't stop jumping, I guess, already on the podium. <laughs> it's just like going up and down. Yeah. And did life change now that you were an Olympic gold medalist? Yeah, 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 yeah. It changed, and somehow it changed completely. In the other way, it doesn't didn't change at all. In some way, um, this Olympic medal got me tons of opportunity, but it also it's always sticking you back in this say in this in this um, in this pocket of Olympian in this pocket of sports dot com dot point. Not more than that, you know. It's it's opening things, but it's also stigmatizing. Is that the right word in English? I it brings so. up you. You get you get reduced somehow on just that, especially in Switzerland, because sports doesn't necessarily have the same brilliance or the same same history like in other countries. But but in fact, yeah, it changed. The people were in fact listening to me and since as i said earlier i love to inspire people i got the platform for doing that or more credibility or more audience to to do what i love to do and that's really to help people achieve to get their gold medal and this doesn't necessarily need to be um from the five rings you know as i talk about olympic but to fulfill to get their dreams to to fulfill their goals in personal life and i think that's the way bigger achievement mm. unfortunately you weren't able to defend that title at vancouver yeah. in, in 2010 um mm -hmm. you, you were injured with an achilles injury i believe um just tell us about that process what happens and and um when you actually decided that 
this was it. I was going to retire from the sport. Yeah, this is, uh, I have to say that the second um, circle of Olympics was for me really, I wanted to change everything, to change the way I trained, to, to not defend it, but to win it new. This is a completely different other mindset, I believe, because defending is something um, not attacking for it, but going backwards. So I wanted to go new ways. And Why? So- Why? Because wouldn't you try and do what you did before? Why did you want to change that? Yeah, because I believe if you're trying to keep status, you're not you're not advancing in few different ways, and that's why I took the good stuff and tried to 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 reproduce it in a new way. I I tr- changed my training in some sorts, and I got way stronger. I came way stronger back, and I kept the good things, but I I built it up. Because I also said, like, I don't want to work repeating my work, which I have done the last four years. I want to learn on the personal level many, many, many new things because I know life is also, I also have a life afterwards. And I think it's, it's for me, it's always, it's all about adventures. Even though it goes around the Olympics, I love an adventure. I'm an adventurous type and I, I want to have new ways because I think you're way more alert on lots of different um, systems when you have the adventurous thinking. And that's why I, I got way stronger back. The, the, the situation that I um, had this accident just two weeks before the Olympics, well, I worked four years um, for the Olympics and I can say truly that I know both sides of the medals. One time it went everything were going like I've dreamt about it uh, I when I won it and four years I were working for it and two weeks before they actually went everything shattered in pieces and that alone having after that uh, injured injury I had I broke both Achilles tendon I broke both bones in the feet and deluxated my shoulder and I was three months in a wheelchair but this time Seeing in retrospective was so fulfilling. Not the system, being in the wheelchair and knowing also my ex-boyfriend by then, Seth Westcott, won it again. So it is possible to go back to back. Um, And I was really, I was the first one being able to talk to him by the phone. It was amazing to see that. And But knowing like I didn't get the chance, this was heartbreaking. This was really heartbreaking. But I also learned that in the 15 years of career, I learned to let go of things. And there we are again, where we started. It's really important to to live the moment and to, to work with things that are holding you back because they don't bring you everywhere, nowhere. Worrying is like a rocking chair. It keeps you moving, but it doesn't bring you everywhere. And that's worrying about if things wouldn't go right, why didn't I achieve that? A very short time, I, I had that period of being sad. And I think it's really important to have that, I call it pig face, where you turn yourself in the mud and <laughs> think you're the poorest on earth. But then you have to go on and say, okay, what's next? And I realized that I was pretty strong in doing that because three, we- three months in a wheelchair gave me so many opportunities to to have realizations in life which I probably haven't had if I wouldn't go through that phase mm, amazing and what does snowboarding mean to you now then Tanya for me it's more picking than nice and ex- excellent days it's still an element I love snow I love the snowboarding it's still something playful and I also love that it has new sides of being playful on the board not going because you have to but just picking the days where you think like ah 
this is amazing, so much powder. And especially being the free ride part of it, I try to push and be more in the free nature. Being in mountains, that gives me such a strength and um, such a, such good energy back. So all the magic days in the mountains. Yesterday I was in the mountains, the snow wasn't so great, but it was just so cold and all the trees were crystal white and this is just one turn in good snow. It's just, ah, it's worth to do that. And it's amazing. And now a new chapter is opening. My my little son, two years, stood his first time on the snowboard himself, just going straight. But it's, it's a new chapter. And it's amazing as well. Oh, wow. We've got a new potential Olympic champion there then. Uh, I don't know. Whether <laughs> no, no, no. This is too, but I always hated to watch other competing and imagine my son's doing that crazy thing. I think like, oh, how could I, how crazy could I be, could I have been doing that I, if I see people doing water cross now because it's quite risky and yeah, maybe not. Maybe, <sighs> I don't know. It's on him to choose. Oh, well, we'll wait and see. If if he does make it, we'd love to have him on the podcast as well as a future yeah. champion. That would be great. Well, it's it's been really good to to speak to you, Tanya. Before you go, can you let us know where we can continue to follow your journey and and where we can get in touch with you if, if we want to get some coaching or some mentoring or or anything else that you're up to, please. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm on the way of remodeling my website because um, the things that are on there are it's nothing wrong, but I do much other things now, and this I'm just in the years planning of doing some workshops in English as well and in other countries as well, and it's on uh, www.tanyafrieden.ch or on office at tanyafrieden.ch if you want to send me a mail, but that's everything is on my website. Perfect. I'll make sure we put a link to it when the podcast goes up on the show notes page. Tanya Frieden, thank you for being on the podcast and thank you for being the best in the world. Yeah, thank you very much. You're the best in the world. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Lovely stuff there from Tanya. Obviously, with the Winter Olympics going on at the moment, a lot of our podcasts are around the winter sport. So if you haven't listened already, please go back and hear my conversation with Stefan Grootheus, who's a former speed skating Olympic champion. And also before that, I spoke to Dominic Gizen, who is also a Winter Olympic champion in skiing. Now, we've also spoken to quite a few snowboarders in the past as well. I really enjoyed my conversation with JCJ Anderson. Patricia Kuma's been on the show. Kelly Clark has been on the podcast. They have all been on the best in the world with Richard Parr. So go back and listen to all of those previous episodes. They're available at acast.com forward slash best. We're also on Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes. I still call it iTunes, but it's Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on Podbean, I believe now. I've recently added us to that. And of course, we're at sportercino.com. That is the home of the best in the world with Richard Parr podcast. It's also the place to go for sports and high performance. That is going to be your home for all of that. It's going to be developed as we go in the next few weeks and months. 
So that is it for this week's Best in the World with Richard Parr. I've got another amazing guest for you coming up next week. It's a former Winter Olympic champion. And, you know, I'll give you a little heads up who it is in the Best in the World group and also in the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash best in the world. If you get into those, you can get an idea of who the guest will be next week. Otherwise, you'll just have to wait until next Thursday to listen to the latest episode of The Best in the World with Richard Parr. Until then, goodbye. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 